Okay, let's find some really cheesy music. I had to stop ending every day feeling like I didn't get enough done. Seriously, nearly every day I would end with this like sense of dissatisfaction. Like not everything on the to-do list is checked off. I could have done more. I'm feeling behind. And I realized like I don't want to look back on my life on this string of days that left me feel like I didn't do enough. Like, what the hell? No, that's terrible. What's up, UX designers? Welcome to the UX Hustle Podcast. This is a show about having fun designing intuitive and valuable experiences and crafting a fulfilling career within UX design. Now here's your host, Sophia Wojciechowski Prater. What's up, UXers? This episode is the second in a series I'm calling UX Your Life, where as a self-employed UX designer, I talk through how I run my own business and create a ton of content and actually stay relatively stress-free. In this episode, I'm going to talk through how I have UXed my life by firing my to-do list and giving my calendar a big promotion. So while I think that this this episode is going to be especially valuable for UX designers and those building digital products, what I'm talking about here it can actually apply to any knowledge worker, um, anyone who deals with the fact that work is never done and the to-do list is never empty, um, which really just might be like all modern people ever. So please share this if you find it helpful. Also, if you're finding the UX Hustle podcast valuable in your life, please write a review in iTunes. This helps me out so much and helps me get this content into the ears of more and more creative professionals. Feel free to let me know in your review what content you find the most valuable. Is it these UX in your life episodes? Is it the object-oriented UX geek fest? Is it the career interviews? Let me know. So I'm calling this episode the joy of doing, I think that's what I'm going to call this episode, but I could also call this an ode to my calendar. I love my calendar. Um, One of the most profound revelations I had last year, or like maybe my entire life, um, was that I just, I had to stop ending every day feeling like I didn't get enough done. Seriously, nearly every day I would end with this like sense of dissatisfaction. Like not everything on the to-do list is checked off. I could have done more. I'm feeling behind. And I realized like I don't want to look back on my life on this string of days that left me feel like I didn't do enough. Like what the hell? (laughs) No, that's terrible. That would be terrible. Like how terrifying would that be to look back and be like every single working day of my life, I felt like I performed inadequately because I didn't get enough done. So if this is you, if you feel like this is a pattern in your life that you end the day and you're like, oh, I didn't get enough done. Like maybe I can just like fire off a few more emails or maybe I can like open up my laptop and just get a little bit more done. Or maybe if I work like an extra 45 minutes, this episode is for you. 
I think this is going to be a lot of you out there. If you ever feel like this, hopefully that's why I'm creating this. Hopefully this will help you. So, I mean, I work hard. I'm sure you work hard too. Um, And then up until last year, up until really even like the last six months or so, like I was working hard and I was working long too. And I was kind of scrambling in my work. And I still was feeling dissatisfied and anxious about this never ending to-do list. Of course, I had moments of being proud of my accomplishments, like publishing a big article or wrapping up a big workshop or finishing a successful design review. Like, yes, I got that. But I mean, let's be honest, those are few and far between. Like if you're lucky, like one a week, a couple a month, you get that. But if I'm working hard and I'm focusing, I should be feeling those jolts of satisfaction and progress like all day, every day. (laughs) Like if I'm working as hard as I am, like why don't I feel satisfied at the end of the day? That's messed up. So I needed to start feeling good about my days. Like I love my work. Um, I'm very excited and passionate about what I'm doing and what I'm working on. Why don't I feel satisfied? Like something's got to give here. Something has to change. Um, I needed to start shutting down. Like I needed to start shutting down like 5.30, 6 o'clock. I needed to figure out a time and be like, okay, you did enough today. Like maybe not everything got done. Like not everything is ever going to be done. But I needed to be able to just shut down and check out and be able to recharge. So this realization hit me. Um, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of things that led up to it. It kind of hit me like a ton of bricks one day, like something has really got to change. But there was definitely a catalyst of just a hodgepodge of books um, that I am going to give a ton of credit to. Um, so I will link to them in the um, the doohickey at the bottom in the show notes. Um, but just to give them a shout out, this is Grit um, by Angela Duckworth, Deep Work by Cal Newport, Atomic Habits by, I don't remember his name, but I will link to him, Essentialism, You Are a Badass. Um, There's probably a few more too. So I will link to the book list of like, this is just all the stuff that I was kind of reading all of these books at once. So they're a big moosh in my head right now. And what you're getting is just like all of this stuff through the Sophia filter. So um, it's hard to give like individual points credit without like me going through all my book notes and those are all really, really messy right now. Um, So I'm going to link to those um, in the show notes and I highly recommend all of them. But basically what you're getting here on this podcast is what it all boils down to in my head and like the most important things. I mean, there's just so much in all of those. So just read them all. But um, this was like the big, big takeaway for me personally. Okay, so I had to stop focusing on getting done. This is what I realized. I needed to reframe the check. I could probably also call this episode reframing the check. We all know that really satisfying feeling of checking something off. And what I changed is instead of saving that really satisfying check for the finished item, I started giving myself a check for just working on something just making progress. Okay, so how does this work? Like, do you check it off and then erase it and then like check it again the next day when you work on it until you actually do get it done? No. I work from my calendar, not a to-do list. Throw away your to-do list. Throw it away. Actually, don't throw it away. 
we're going to bring it. It has its place, but don't work from it. Okay. Don't work from it on a daily basis. We'll get back to that near the end of the episode. I will tell you what I believe is the right way to use a, uh, a to-do list. I do. I still have a to-do list. I didn't completely fire my to-do list. I basically gave it a demotion and my calendar is what I work from on a day-to-day basis. This is a pattern, like this isn't just me. Apparently a ton of successful people say the same thing, that they are working from their um, their calendar and not from their to-do list. This is something that I'm hearing. Of course, my girl, Amy Landino, uh, shout out to her on Amy TV. Uh, she is a calendar blocking queen as well, and she gets a crap ton of stuff done. So this is a theme, okay? I don't know why I didn't get the memo until 2018, but apparently this is something that successful people do, is that they work from a calendar. Um, Okay, so this was actually really crazy for me because I have been working from a to-do list like for decades. I had like sort of been uh, calendar blocking, like informally calendar blocking, like um, just sort of like what kind of things I do at certain points in the day for maybe like two or three years. But last year, I really like let my calendar blocking totally take over and kind of go insane in a good way. I said, I really just need to push my to-do list to the background. Um, And I am... Like, I can't stress this enough. I am insanely happier. Why does this help so much? So working from a calendar, it really helps me take the focus off the joy slash obsession of getting done. And instead, I can focus on that joy of doing the process, the journey, not the finished product. So there's a whole lot to unpack here and just don't go away yet. <laughs> if you're thinking like, this sounds like a really dangerous productivity killer, like let's just ignore finishing things. No, 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 no. Reframing the check and taking pressure off getting done will actually counterintuitively, it'll help you get more done with way less stress and anxiety. It sounds like magic. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about three important points on why this works, how reframing the check to focus on that joy of doing, one, helps you get more done, two, actually makes you feel more satisfied with what you've gotten done. So like you can end the day and feel awesome about it instead of being like, I didn't get enough done today. Um, Yeah, F that. Let's, Let's just get rid of that feeling. That's terrible. No way to live a life. And three, how you can actually be less stressed and less overextended and overbooked just by making a few changes on how you actually, (laughs) it's actually a pretty fundamental change, like how you actually run your day. So and at the end of the episode, I'm actually going to give you some practical tips on like how I actually do this and the tools that I use. So here's the reality. The stuff that matters is rarely finished in a day. It's like the stuff that matters actually is sometimes never done. Like you often like will never get the check mark on the things that really, really matter. But if we focus on the sensation of checking a box on a to-do list, we're going to gravitate toward, guess what? Those small and often insignificant wins like clearing out email 
If instead we block out four hours to work on our portfolio website or create research strategy deck, even if it's not finished with this methodology, we're still going to get the check mark when we work on it. And when I mean check, like I actually mean like a real check on a piece of printed paper, like a printed calendar paper. Like I print out my calendar every single day. And it is probably the most valuable sheet of paper in my day. Like when I tell people this, they're like, oh my gosh, this is not a big waste of paper. I'm like, you use so much paper during the day. That, those 365 sheets of paper, like I guess like a little bit more than a ream of paper, that is like the best use of trees in the world. <laughs> that piece of paper is amazing. Um, I can get more into like the anatomy of this, but I actually also use it for my morning pages. I use the back for the morning pages. So I use it for writing as well. So I actually don't have a journal anymore. It's just like a printer paper with my calendar on it, which is cool. Cause then I can look at my journal. I can kind of see the context of the day as well. Like if I ever were to look back on them. That piece of paper is my manager all day and I work through my blocks and I actually physically check off those blocks. And so as I'm going through and I'm checking off those blo- those blo- <laughs> checking off those blocks, um, maybe I'm gonna get it done. Like maybe it will actually get done during this block. But if it doesn't, well, I worked on that thing for one hour or four hours or however long I committed to working on it. Great job check mark, gold star. And if it didn't get done, it's not a failure on my part. It's just the task happened to be too big for that time slot. So my job isn't to like continue working on it until it gets done, you know, and then feel anxiety about it when it actually doesn't get done. My job is to simply schedule more time for it. Um, for like tomorrow or whenever I have more open space later in the week. Okay, but what about stuff with deadlines? Okay, I promise I will talk about those in a few minutes. I will talk about when you actually have deadlines and how to work around those. I mean, not work around them, but like work work with them, not around them. Um, Freudian slip there. So in conclusion, like how this whole process helps you actually get more done is it's the fact that because I'm getting check marks even on things that I'm not actually finishing. I'm just getting a check mark because I worked on it during that block that I said I was gonna work on it. Uh, I actually gravitate toward those more important accomplishments that take you know, multiple days or weeks or months or never to accomplish. Um, so the little minutia doesn't get in the way as much. This gets us right into the second thing, like, okay, how does this help you feel more satisfied? Well, this is a, kind of obvious at this point, because I was able to focus on those more valuable long-term projects instead of like, oh, I did a bunch of little things. Like, don't you feel sometimes that you, like if you do a bunch of little tasks and you end the day and you're like, wow, I was really productive today, but I can't really even say what I did. Don't even know what those things are. I mean, those things need to get done. I block those things out. I do have, I mean, just those things, life maintenance things or work maintenance things that need to get done. But if you do block out time for the big things, you're just more likely to do it because they're on the calendar, the time is blocked out, and you still get the check even if it didn't get done. Okay, moving on. Actually, let me give an example. Um, this is kind of a meta example because we'll just we'll talk about podcasting. Last week I blocked out two hours just to, to work on podcasting. 
and I came up with the structure of this podcast episode. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to like get any one podcast published and (laughs) the way it was going even, I was like, okay, I'll spend this time to outline this joy of doing episode that's been rattling around in my head for a while. And then like the end of the two hours still hadn't even finished. I didn't even finish the outline of what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I was just kind of writing and writing and deleting, but I still got that check mark. I still worked on the podcast. I still worked toward it. And then I came up with more time. I found more time in the schedule to finish the script for it. If this was on a to-do list, let's say I put um, structure, joy of doing podcast on a to-do list. Um, That is a big, hairy, creative task. And let's say it had the same weight as like, let's look at some other things on my to-do list. On my to-do list, on my calendar, I mean. Cancel Babbel subscription and uh, review the problem with Zapier um, or Zapier. Those other small things that take like 10 minutes or 30 minutes or something like that, I could totally see myself never actually getting to the podcast, uh, to actually working on the podcast because I want to get this many little check marks as I can because we're just rats. <laughs> we're not really rats. We all know the story of the rat that's just, you know, they want to push the lever to get the sugar rush. And even if they only get it, you know, one out of 10 times, they're just going to sit there and like push it as much as possible. Yeah, we just want the sugar rush of that check mark. So I'm going to just try to get as many check marks as possible instead of working on the big hairy thing. But since I blocked out the two hours, I actually ended up working on it and I got my check. And then at the end of the day, I was like, damn, I almost finished. I almost finished. I spent two hours outlining this thing and I'm super excited about recording it. Still need some more time, but I felt really good about my day. Really putting this on the calendar and carving out time for these big things is really the silver bullet against this type of so, it's like such a common self-sabotage. You've given that thing time and space, but it's not tied up in like actually getting it done. Tonight, I actually, you know, this this was totally on the calendar. I am right in my calendar block right now for record joy of doing podcast. I know it's not going to get published. I'm going to finish recording it, of course, but I know it's not going to get published, but I know I worked on it. I took it a step further and I'm going to end today feeling really, really great about that. If you're focused on getting done, the pressure can result in procrastination and paralysis and even sort of like some scrambling involved. It turns the task I found into more of a chore. We think I have to get this thing done instead of framing it as, wow, I get to work on this thing, which a lot of us in knowledge work, our work is such a freaking privilege. Um, the creative, cool stuff that we get to work on, especially UX designers, if we're framing it as getting things done and like checking things off, we can, it's easy to forget, wow, this work is really, really fun. So let me rearticulate this, if this isn't quite making sense. Having to get something done, it does, like, it ends up feeling a little bit like a chore. But, like, getting to work on something that we actually care about in a realistic time frame, that's a pleasure. I tell you what, I look at my printed out calendar every day and I am like, holy moly, this is going to be so much fun. I seriously do. Um, Even if it has some things on it that are a little bit more mundane, 
I've given myself time and space for it. And I'm like, okay, you know, I have to go and I have to cancel this Babbel subscription and it's going to be kind of annoying and I'm probably going to have to call in um, because they've been charging me every month and I want to try to get some money back. Um, I don't even know the number yet, but I have 30 minutes blocked out for that. And then I know like if it doesn't actually get done, like I'll just schedule more time for it. No big deal. Make it a game. It'll be fine. When you're focused and you're unhurried, you actually have time to appreciate the fact that you're working on this really interesting problem or you're learning something new or you're collaborating with interesting people. You literally have space to feel gratitude for what you're doing. When you're relaxed and you're appreciative, you're having fun, you're also going to do much better creative work. And it's just, it's harder to procrastinate things that are on your calendar. It just does. It's on the calendar, especially if that calendar is printed out. Okay, so finally, how is all this actually gonna help us feel less stressed? So all the things I just talked about are also gonna contribute to you feeling less stressed, but here's the real real. Um, so there is this pesky little law of the universe called the planning fallacy. Basically, everything takes about 1.5 times longer than what we think it will. So when you block out time to work on a thing, give yourself 50% more time than you think it'll take. When you make it a habit to plan in this 50% buffer for work and travel time and errands, it makes it really hard to overcommit. Actually, in my experience, it's made it impossible to overcommit. Knowing that if it didn't get done, it's not a failure on your part. It's just like that task was too big for the time slot. Your job is not to actually like continue working on it until it's done. It's not to extend that time slot and just go, 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 go. Your job is to simply schedule more time for that project, for, you know, working on that thing whenever you have more space on your calendar, or maybe like you might even need to move things around for tomorrow. I actually schedule 30 minutes at the end of every day to assess what, you know, what do I need to move from today? to add to additional open slots? Or do I need to go into my backlog? Um, so more on the backlog soon and more on actually scheduling and calendar time. I'm gonna go back to that. So what about stuff with deadlines? Like with an actual live boss that is not just yourself, like in my case. Um, let's say you have an assignment with a hard deadline. And I have deadlines too. I have clients, I have projects that have deadlines. I just often get to make those deadlines. What you need to do is you need to estimate in your head how long this is going to take, add that 50%, and look for time on your calendar to get those hours in between now and the deadline. Like it's a math problem. If you don't have time because of other projects or lots of reoccurring meetings, talk to your boss. Your calendar is your friend, it's your manager, and it's like, it's kind of your bouncer too. If it doesn't fit, if this new responsibility, if this new project, this new or the, a moved deadline doesn't fit, something has got to give and it should not be your family and it should not be your health and it should not be your sleep, right? You need all of those things to be able to do good work. I'm going to insert something that I heard recently. Um, a podcast, a woman named Jim, Jen Carrington. She has some beautiful podcasts. One of them is called Make It Happen. And she she may have gotten this from something else she listened to. Um, but she has a chapter in one of her many books. And she talks about, you are the vessel through which your work happens. 
if you don't take care of that vessel, the work is going to suffer too. Okay, going back to what we were talking about, um, something has got to give, and it should not be any of those things to keep your health and your sanity in check. Okay, calendar blocking forces you to be realistic with your time, and that is like just probably the best part. Like, if you take one thing away from it, like putting everything on your calendar, it just everything turn it just turns into a math problem. Um, it becomes impossible to take on too much. And if you don't have time, like for this project, if you don't have time to do the work without working late and sacrificing, you know, things that should be non-negotiable, you need to see what other items on your calendar can go. You might need to tell your boss that you can hit that deadline, but that daily 3 p.m. research meeting, you can't go to it. And let and put it on your boss if you need to be like, what is the priority here? Because I can't do both. I just can't. And if you're doing this type of blocking for all of your projects, it's going to be much easier for you to push back by visually showing your boss that you don't have the time and working with your boss to reprioritize. Here's two other tactics that can also help with this. Sometimes it's not up to us to determine how to estimate something. Sometimes we're given a budget, especially if we're working within an agency and we have clients. Sometimes hours are actually budgeted. So make sure you understand those hours. Okay, so let's say it's you're a UX researcher and there are 150 hours for UX research. Okay, and that includes doing the interviews, but then also, of course, recruiting for the interviews, scheduling the interviews, doing the interviews, analyzing the interviews, doing some uh, competitive analysis, all those other things you need and creating the plan that, that's specific to the client. So let's say you have 150 hours for that. You know, it's due in three months. That's like actually be really, really nice, huh? Um, let's say it's 150 hours and it's due in four weeks, Okay. And you're like, okay, if I'm working full time on this, I can put 150 hours into this. Um, so making sure you understand that and then saying like, well, you know what the problem is, is I really only have 25 hours in my week because of all the reoccurring meetings that we have and also this other project that I'm on. Like I'm building this research plan and doing executing this research on this project, but you also got me on this project and I'm finishing wireframes over here on this project or I'm doing usability testing. If we go back to being a UX researcher, I'm doing usability testing over here. So then you can look at that and be like, if this is my deadline, like what's going to give? Um, so really understanding how many hours are your, not only like what is the estimate, but how many hours are expected for you to work on that. Um, and then the second kind of practical tip on, on working with a boss and making sure that like you're creating really nice boundaries is let's say an extra responsibility gets added. Um, this is maybe a little bit more for an internal UX designer working within a company. So let's say you get an extra responsibility put on your plate. What you can do here is you can ask your boss to prioritize through percentages. So let's say you have two other projects that you're working on and then a third comes up and you kind of been doing just like 50-50 on those two other projects. Ask your boss, okay, is there like one of these that you want me to be spending 70% of my time on and then like splitting the other 30% between these two other projects? What does the pie graph look like for my time in these three projects? So actually getting like putting that on your boss, I need you to tell me what your priorities are, but 
do it through numbers. Um, and then what you can do is you can say, okay, if I have 25 hours in my week open for project work because I'm in meetings and um, in more meetings, <laughs> then that equals, based on the percentage, that equals I'm spending 10 hours a week on this project. So I'm going to block out five hours on Monday and five hours on Wednesday. And that is time for this project. And it is on my calendar. and It is a reoccurring calendar event. And then tell your boss, like, this is how the math works out. Um, so those are some games that you can play to make sure that boundaries are set and priorities are, are aligned. Or, you know, you can work late. You can set a precedent of not having boundaries and you can stress yourself out. And in the long run, people will actually lose respect for you and walk all over you. And that is a fact. Like if if all these things that I just said about having these kind of conversations with your boss sounds scary, be more scared by the fact that if you don't set boundaries, it is a slippery slope and you will end up working more and more late and more and more late and harder and harder. And you know what? Nobody respects that. Like if your boss doesn't respect you coming to him or her and saying like, hey, this math doesn't add up. Like I am like looking at my calendar, I'm looking at my time, and we really need to think about prioritization because I just can't physically fit these blocks in, your boss is going to be like, wow, organized. Okay, let's talk about this. And if your boss doesn't, <laughs> you know, okay, it's a good sign. If you're, it's a good sign to start looking, okay, if your boss does not respect that. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to share two practical tips on how to do this. Um, I probably need to do this as a video because there's, it's like very visual. So if you're interested and you want that, like put pressure on me, let me know that you want that um, through uh, Twitter or through a, uh, a review in iTunes, give me that five-star review, but then be like, hey, go put a, a video on YouTube about how you're actually using calendaring. Um, but I do wanna go ahead and give you some tips on like how this is actually working. So number one, how do you actually use a to-do list? So I use Trello. Um, you can use your favorite to-do list app of choice. And I use this as a backlog of tasks. And I frame it as like, it's amazing that it has a crap ton of stuff in it because this is all stuff that I'm really excited about doing. And like, why would I ever want this to be empty? Like, this is just like my life. So the fact that it has like 17,000 things in it, like I think that's actually kind of a, real number um, across like the 30 projects that I have. Um, I'm totally okay with that because I'm not working from it. It is a backlog and it is allowed to be there as sort of like an idea repository and an organizational tool, but I look at it once a day. So I specifically like Trello because I can create sort of a Kanban board in my different projects. So I have a parking lot column, I have a working on column, I have a waiting on column and then I have a done column. And the items in the working on column are items that I actually have, like I'm actively blocking on my calendar. Okay, I will say it again. I do not work from my Trello. I look at it once a day during a 30 minute block that is actually blocked on my calendar. So this leads me to practical tip number two for you. Put calendaring on the calendar. Okay, so I have a ton of reoccurring events on my calendar. So like all the steps in my morning routine from like meditation to morning pages to practicing my Polish for 10 minutes. It's all on the calendar, so I get to check it off. 
I also have calendaring on the calendar. So twice a day, in the morning, I probably spend about five minutes just reviewing the calendar for the day, staring at things, like making some notes, prioritizing, just being like, oh, this is where I need to like actually be out of the house at a certain time. Um, like making sure it all makes sense. Like, have I overbooked anything? Like, do I need to cancel something? I have no qualms about canceling stuff. I don't have to do it often anymore because I do this calendar blocking. It is not often that I cancel something, but you know what? I have stopped feeling bad about it. I really have. Usually people don't care. Usually people are sometimes relieved to cancel stuff or if you need to, usually it's rescheduling, right? Most times people are relieved because everybody else is overbooked. So they're like, free time. Um, As long as it's not a habit and you don't create a reputation for it, I think it's fine. So that's in the morning, just a few minutes. Um, And then in the evening, I have a shutdown ritual, which I highly recommend. A shutdown ritual is so, so great to just making you feel like your day is tied up and it has nothing to do with getting things done. Um, Ooh, I need to write something down really quick because I have a bonus thing. Yeah, we need to talk about that too. Okay, so um, my shutdown ritual is about 30 minutes near the end of the day. So I schedule this at five o'clock. Five o'clock is when I start shutting down. It usually takes me about 30 minutes, sometimes 45 minutes, sometimes 25 minutes. But what I do is I go through my Trello. I basically parse through it. I click on every single project, every single board. I look at what's in the working on column. Does anything need to get moved? I look at my waiting on column. Um, I look at my backlog. Maybe I'll move some things around to reprioritize. Probably one of these things in the backlog I can move over to working on and like throw an extra block on the calendar for later this week because I have some time. So like, let's start working on this next thing. So I spend some time just basically parsing through Trello, making sure everything is current, making sure nothing is falling through the cracks, add stuff to my calendar. I also look at today and I have like a notation system. I put a little plus sign next to things. Okay, I didn't get that done. I need to add more time. No harm, no foul. That happens at the end of the day. And then I print out my calendar. So in the morning, it's just like sitting there for me on the printer. Um, I print out my calendar and then I shut my computer down, like full shutdown. Um, And I'm done. I'm done for the day. And then I go and I either take a walk or I go exercise and then I shower and then I start dinner and I have a wonderful evening. Um, the thing that I just wrote down, just the extra little bonus thing that I thought of is something also that I have internalized recently that stopping in the middle of something is actually great. I used to think that like, oh, I need to get to a good stopping place. If the end of your calendar block is coming up and you're not done with the thing, you're like, but I really, really, really want to just get it done. It's okay. Like make a note of where you are because when you stop in the middle of a task, it actually makes starting it a whole lot easier because you know exactly where to start from. So yeah, don't like, don't feel bad about if you've stopped in the middle, just be like, wow, actually a good stopping place is right in the middle of the task. Hey guys, quick interruption. If this episode is resonating with you, but you think maybe you need my help implementing this type of calendaring and prioritization into your life, I am there for you. Just go to rewiredux.com slash services slash joy of doing. And there you can book three private sessions with me 
and I'm gonna get you all set up to just design amazing days and ultimately an amazing life because that's what life is, is a bunch of days strung together. Uh, the link is also in the show notes, so hope to talk to you soon. Because then I can pick it right up where I left off, even if I can't pick it up for another three days. When I open this up, I'll know exactly where to start because I'm literally in the middle of a sentence. Let's wrap this up. All right, so I'm gonna get a little woo-woo here at the end. Hope that's okay. Really, for me, reframing this check, focusing on the joy of doing, it's it's about enjoying the journey, not the final destination. Or as Alan Watt says, we need to remember that life is a symphony. It's not the final note. It's the dance. It's not the final flourish at the end. And really to get into meaning a little bit, like we are really just modern cavemen with fancier tablets and we're creating more complicated beads and pots and gardens, right? Even if we feel like we're doing something really important, how important is it really? In the grand, grand cosmic scheme of things, it's gotta be about the work. It's gotta be about enjoying the process because when we zoom way, way out, that value and meaning is really hard to measure. Like anything we put in the, in the world, we can never say what the butterfly effect is going to be. Like, was it good? Was it bad? Uh, yeah. The real good and bad is did we find joy in doing it? That's why we're here is to find joy. Did we love each other at the end of the day? Were we kind to each other? Were we kind to ourselves? This is kind of what this episode is about, is being kind to yourself, right? Another quote that I have, oh God, who said this? Sophia, who said this? I have it written down somewhere. I think it's Robert Louis Stevenson. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's a great quote though. Don't judge every day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. So I've had this in my head and I actually have it on a the lash card um, that I look at almost every day, but I did not attribute it to anybody, unfortunately. I really have, I've had it in my head for years, but I didn't really understand the full meaning of it until this revelation last year. We really do, we have to judge the day on how much, how much did we just do what we said we were gonna do? How much focus did we bring to our work? How much joy did we bring to our work? How much appreciation and gratitude did we bring for our work? And that really is all about planting seeds. It's about planting those seeds and maybe we'll reap them later. Maybe we won't, maybe nothing will come of it, but it's okay because we enjoyed the process. In the book Grit, uh, Angela Duckworth talks about falling in love with the mundane steps, the practice, the slog. And she talks about this quote from Nietzsche. I actually, I do have this quote attributed. This was Nietzsche. And he said, the people that were happy and successful, they were so because they took more pleasure in making the little well than in the effect of the dazzling whole. And Angela Duckworth, she did all of this research on, um, on basically success and how people succeed. And what she found, the swimmer who truly loves swimming, and they truly love those early practices and they truly love the workouts, that's the swimmer that's gonna be more likely to win the gold than the swimmer that's suffering through all of that for that single moment of glory and public validation. So love the process. The practice, it is an end in itself and we have to see the time spent working on our crafts as meaningful in itself. All right, UXers, 
Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoy this. I hope you put this into practice and let me know how it goes. Have an awesome day and please feel good about it at the end of the day. You're working hard and you deserve to be satisfied with the work that you do. Thanks for hanging out with the UX Hustle. For show notes and more episodes, go to uxhustle.org slash podcast. And remember, don't wait for inspiration to act. Act to get inspired.